Section twenty four of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle Fry, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, in November two thousand eighteen. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume Nine, by Anonymous translated by richard francis burton when it was the nine hundred and thirty-fifth night shahrazad said it hath reached me o auspicious king that when abu Kur beat abu sir and thrust him forth he said to those present he is a thief who stealeth the stuffs of folk he hath robbed me of my cloth how many a time and i still said in myself allah forgive him he is a poor man, and I cared not to deal roughly with him, so I used to give my customers the worth of their goods, and forbid him gently. But he would not be forbidden, and if he come again, I will send him to the king, who will put him to death and rid the people of his mischief. And the bystanders fell to abusing the barber after his back was turned. Such was the behavior of Abu Kur. But as regards Abu Sir, he returned to the khan, where he sat pondering that which the dyer had done by him, and he remained seated until the burning of the beating subsided, when he went out and walked among the markets of the city. Presently he bethought him to go to the Amam bath, so he said to one of the townsfolk, O oh, my brother, which is the way to the baths? Quoth the man, And what manner of thing may the baths be? And quoth Abu Sir, "'Tis a place where people wash themselves, and do away with their dirt and defilements, and it is of the best of the good things of this world,' replied the townsman, "'Get thee to the sea.' But the barber rejoined, "'I want the hammam baths,' cried the other, "'We know not what manner of thing is the hammam, for we all resort to the sea. Even the king, when he would wash, betaketh himself to the sea.' when abu sir was assured that there was no bath in the city and that the folk knew not the baths nor the fashion thereof he betook himself to the king's divan and kissing ground between his hands called down blessings on him and said i am a stranger and a bathman by trade and i entered the city and thought to go to the hammam but found not one herein how cometh a city of this comely quality to lack a hammam seeing that the bath is of the highest of the delights of this world quoth the king what manner of thing is the hammam so abu sir proceeded to set forth to him the quality of the bath saying thy capital will not be a perfect city till there be a hammam therein welcome to thee said the king and clad him in a dress that had not its like and gave him a horse and two blackamoor slaves presently adding four handmaids and as many white mamelukes he also appointed him a furnished house and honoured him yet more abundantly than he had honoured the dyer after this he sent builders with him saying to them build him a hammam in what place soever shall please him so he took them and went with them through the midst of the city till he saw a stead that suited him he pointed it out to the builders and they set to work whilst he directed them and they wrought till they builded him a hammam that had not its like then he bade them paint it and they painted it rarely so that it was a delight to the beholders 
after which abu sir went up to the king and told him that they had made an end of building and decorating the hammam adding there lacketh naught save the furniture the king gave him ten thousand dinars wherewith he furnished the bath and ranged the napkins on the ropes and all who passed by the door stared at it and their mind confounded at its decorations so the people crowded to this spectacle whose like they had never in their lives seen and solaced themselves by staring at it and saying what is this thing to which abu sir replied this is a hammam and they marvelled thereat then he heated water and set the bath a-working and he made a jetting fountain in the great basin which ravished the wit of all who saw it of the people of the city furthermore he sought of the king ten mamelukes not yet come to manhood and he gave him ten boys like moons whereupon abu sir proceeded to shampoo them saying do in this wise with the bathers then he burnt perfumes and sent out a crier to cry aloud in the city saying o creatures of allah get ye to the baths which be called the sultan's hammam so the lieges came thither and abu sir bade the slave boys wash their bodies the folk went down into the tank and coming forth seated themselves on the raised pavement whilst the boys shampooed them even as abu sir had taught them and they continued to enter the hammam and do their need therein gratis and go out without paying for the space of three days on the fourth day the barber invited the king who took horse with his grandees and rode to the baths where he put off his clothes and entered then abu sir came in to him and rubbed his body with the bag gloves peeling from his skin dirt rolls like lamp wicks and showing them to the king who rejoiced therein and clapping his hand upon his limbs heard them ring again for very smoothness and cleanliness after which thorough washing abu sir mingled rose water with the water of the tank and the king went down therein when he came forth his body was refreshed and he felt a lightness and liveliness such as he had never known in his life then the barber made him sit on the dans and the boys proceeded to shampoo him whilst the censers fumed with the finest ling aloes then said the king o oh, master is this the hammam and abu sir said yes quoth the king as my head liveth my city is not become a city indeed but by this bath presently adding but what pay takest thou for each person quoth abu sir that which thou biddest will i take whereupon the king cried take a thousand gold pieces for every one who washeth in thy hammam abu sir however said pardon o king of the age all men are not alike but there are amongst them rich and poor and if i take of each a thousand dinars the hammam will stand empty for the poor man cannot pay this price asked the king how then wilt thou do for the price and the barber answered i will leave it to their generosity each who can afford aught shall pay that which his soul grudgeth not to give and we will take from every man after the measure of his means on this wise will the folk come to us and he who is wealthy shall give according to his station and he who is wealthless shall give what he can afford under such condition the hammam will still be at work and prosper exceedingly but a thousand dinars is a monarch's gift and not every man can avail to this 
the lords of the realm confirmed abu sir's words saying this is the truth o king of the age thinkest thou that all folks are like unto thee o glorious king the king replied ye say sooth but this man is a stranger and poor and tis incumbent on us to deal generously with him for that he hath made in our city this hammam whose like we have never in our lives seen and without which our city were not adorned nor hath gotten importance wherefore and we favour him with increase of fee twill not be much but the grandees said and thou wilt guerdon him be generous with thine own monies and let the king's bounty be extended to the poor by means of the low price of the hammam so the lieges may bless thee but as for the thousand dinars we are the lords of thy land yet do our souls grudge to pay it and how then should the poor be pleased to afford it quoth the king o my grandees for this time let each of you give him a hundred dinars and a mameluke a slave-girl and a blackamoor and quoth they tis well we will give it but after to-day whoso entereth shall give him only what he can afford without grudging no harm in that said the king and they gave him a thousand gold pieces and three chattels now the number of the nobles who were washed with the king that day was four hundred souls and shahrazad perceived the dawn of the day and ceased saying her permitted say when it was the nine hundred and thirty-sixth night she continued it hath reached me o auspicious king that the number of the nobles who were washed with the king that day were four hundred souls so that the total of that which they gave him was forty thousand dinars besides four hundred mamelukes and a like number of negroes and slave-girls moreover the king gave him ten thousand dinars besides ten white slaves and ten handmaidens and a like number of blackamoors whereupon coming forward abu sir kissed the ground before him and said o auspicious sovereign lord of justice what place will contain me all these women and slaves quoth the king o oh, weak a wit i bade not my nobles deal thus with thee but that we might gather together unto thee wealth galore for maybe thou wilt bethink thee of thy country and family and repine for them and be minded to return to thy motherland so shalt thou take from our country much of money to maintain thyself withal what while thou livest in thine own country and quoth abu sir o king of the age allah advance thee these white slaves and women and negroes befit only kings and hadst thou ordered me ready money it were more profitable to me than this army for they must eat and drink and dress and whatever betideth me of wealth it will not suffice for their support the king laughed and said by allah thou speakest sooth they are indeed a mighty host and thou hast not the wherewithal to maintain them but wilt thou sell them to me for an hundred dinars a head said abu sir i sell them to thee at that price so the king sent to his treasurer for the coin and he brought it and gave abu sir the whole of the price without abatement and in full tale after which the king restored the slaves to their owners saying let each of you who knoweth his slaves take them for they are a gift from me to you so they obeyed his bidding and took each what belonged to him whilst abu sir said to the king allah ease thee o king of the age 
even as thou hast eased me of these ghouls whose bellies none may fill save allah the king laughed and said he spake sooth then taking the grandees of his realm from the hammam returned to his palace but the barber passed the night in counting out his gold and laying it up in bags and sealing them and he had with him twenty black slaves and a like number of mamelukes and four slave girls to serve him now when morning morrowed he opened the hammam and sent out a crier saying whoso entereth the baths and washeth shall give that which he can afford and which his generosity requireth him to give then he seated himself by the pay chest and customers flocked in upon him each putting down that which was easy to him nor had even tide evened ere the chest was full of the good gifts of allah the most high presently the queen desired to go to the hammam and when this came to abu sir's knowledge he divided the day on her account into two parts appointing that between dawn and noon to men and that between midday and sundown to women as soon as the queen came he stationed a handmaid behind the pay chest for he had taught four slave girls the service of the hammam so that they were become expert bathwomen and tirewomen when the queen entered this pleased her and her breast waxed broad and she laid down a thousand dinars thus his report was noised abroad in the city and all who entered the bath he entreated with honour were they rich or poor good came in upon him at every door and he made acquaintance with the royal guards and got him friends and intimates the king himself used to come to him one day in every week leaving with him a thousand dinars and the other days were for rich and poor alike and he was wont to deal courteously with the folk and use them with the utmost respect it chanced that the king's sea-captain came in to him one day in the bath so abu sir did off his dress and going in with him proceeded to shampoo him and entreated him with exceeding courtesy when he came forth he made him sherbet and coffee and when he would have given him somewhat he swore that he would not accept from him aught so the captain was under obligation to him by reason of his exceeding kindness and courtesy and was perplexed how to requite the bathman his generous dealing thus fared it with abu sir but as regards abu Kur, hearing all the people recounting wonders of the baths and saying verily this hammam is the paradise of this world inshallah o such an one thou shalt go with us to-morrow to this delightful bath he said to himself needs must i fare like the rest of the world and see this bath that hath taken folks wits so he donned his richest dress and mounting a she-mule and bidding the attendance of four white slaves and four blacks walking before and behind him he rode to the hammam when he alighted at the door he smelt the scent of burning aloes wood and found people going in and out and the benches full of great and small so he entered the vestibule and saw abu sir who rose to him and rejoiced in him but the dyer said to him is this the way of well-born men i have opened me a diary and am become master dyer of the city and acquainted with the king and have risen to prosperity and authority yet camest thou not to me nor askest of me nor saidest where is my comrade 
for my part i sought thee in vain and sent my slaves and servants to make search for thee in all the khans and other places but they knew not whither thou hadst gone nor could any one give me tidings of thee said abu sir did i not come to thee and didst thou not make me out a thief and a bastinado and dishonour me before the world at this abu Kur made a show of concern and asked what manner of talk is this was it thou whom i beat and abu sir answered yes twas i whereupon abu Kur swore to him a thousand oaths that he knew him not and said there was a fellow like thee who used to come every day and steal people's stuff and i took thee for him and he went on to pretend penitence beating hand upon hand and saying there is no majesty and there is no might save in allah the glorious the great indeed we have sinned against thee but would that thou hadst discovered thyself to me and said i am such an one indeed the fault is with thee for that thou madest not thyself known unto me more especially seeing that i was distracted for such business replied abu sir allah pardon me o my comrade this was foreordained in the secret purpose and reparation is with allah enter and put off thy clothes and bathe at thine ease said the dyer i conjure thee by allah o my brother forgive me and said abu sir allah acquit thee of blame and forgive thee indeed this thing was decreed to me from all eternity and then asked abu Kur, whence gottest thou this high degree and answered abu sir he who prospered thee prospered me for i went up to the king and described to him the fashion of the hammam and he bade me build one and the dyer said even as thou art benown of the king so also am i and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased saying her permitted say end of nights 935 and 936